This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 22nd, 2023. Non-negotiables, for God so loved the world, and in Christ, a brand new you. Well, good morning, Connection Church. This is a great day to be part of God's kingdom. Did you notice those Bibles? That was Barry's mom's Bible, that first one. And then that was the one that uh, Barry received probably at his, you know, uh, Confirmation, yeah. probably. Well, it was Presbyterian Church, so they call it something different, because I got that same Bible a few years before Barry did, you know. <laughs> uh, then, then it was on the phone. It, you know, no matter how we, how we look at it, it, it doesn't change, does it? The Word of God is consistent, no matter how we, how we read it. Yeah. It's good to be with you, each, uh, each one of you this morning here at home, wherever you might be. Uh, so good to be with you. Welcome. So uh, let's continue to celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, okay? Okay. We are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for bringing us here this morning, whether we're here at 4744 Summit Bridge Road or whether we're online. God, um, you bind us together in our mission to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Settle us in. Help remove any, any distraction. Lord, clear our mind so that we can have some laser focus on you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this morning we continue our series, Non-Negotiables. Uh, Non-Negotiable, those things that uh, aren't open to discussion or debate, modification or negotiation. These are our bedrock beliefs. Uh, they represent not, not who we want to be, but who we are who we are, uh, what we believe, and why we believe it. Compromise is not an option when it comes to these non-negotiables. So this is week three of this series. The first week, Kyle Brandenburg kicked it off where he shared that God created everything and it was good, and God cares for all people. Last week, we looked at how all things are possible with God, and with faith, just the size of a mustard seed, mountains can move, thanks to God. And so this morning, we are going to look at a well-loved scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And that through him, we can be made brand new. So let's start with John 3.16. Say it with me, will you, please? For, For God, God so, so loved, loved the, the world... world that, that he, he gave, gave his one and only Son, that, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You've probably heard that once or twice. Yeah. You know, each of us has a favorite scripture. If you're Carrie, you have 500 favorite scriptures. Um, but, but this, John 3.16, is everybody's scripture, isn't it? This is like the universal, the one we all claim and celebrate. It's, it's the good news of Jesus Christ. The entire gospel boiled down to a single verse of scripture. Yeah. For God so loved the world. It's God's initiative. God brought this about. Not us, not you, not me. For God so loved the world. It was thanks to the love of God that we've been given his one and only son, 
Jesus Christ. God so loved. It's that agape love, that unconditional love, that no matter what kind of love, that not dependent on what I do kind of love. A love that is not static or self-centered, but one that reaches out and draws us in. It sure drew us in. You know, the only reference of that kind of love that's so deep and so powerful is the love we may have for um, a spouse, a, a child, a grandchild, you know, somebody super close to us. And Jacob, my grandson, I'm not going to make you say anything. Yeah, but you're publicly embarrassing I love and just you the same. so much. <laughs> and I would do, I would be in, I would go in front of a car for that kid. And I can see we all would do that for the people that we love. But that kind of love just pales in comparison to what God has for Jake, for each one of us. That love that is so deep. God loves us so much more. Uh, we can't even imagine. There's nothing we can do to earn it, to get more. Nothing we can do to turn God's love against us. God is love. And you know, God doesn't just love me and you, but he loves the world. The world. Each and every one in the world. Not just the good guys. Not just the people who love him. Not just the people of this nation or that nation. The world. You know, Carrie and I go to New York City every couple months for a, for a Broadway show. And, and, you know, you don't, you, around here you don't see how uh, even a, a portion of the people you see in New York City. You know, there's just... Tons of people on the street, tons of people, different shapes, sizes, colors, nationality. And the thing is, you're walking down the street, you go, you know, God loves every one of these people, every single, he knows them and he loves them. He can't help it. He, that's right, he can't help it. <laughs> it's who he is. It's who he is. God is love, we're told in 1 John chapter 4. God, say it with me. God is love. He loves us so much that he gave his one and only son. We want to park at that word gave for a moment. He gave him. Jesus wasn't taken from God. God gave him. The soldiers didn't capture him and, and take him away. God gave him, Jesus willingly sacrificed himself for each one of us. He allowed himself to be beaten and hung on a cross. I, I just can't even imagine. He allowed himself to do that to pay for our sins. Paying the price that we are not able to pay on our own. The, the debt is just too great. You know, that's absolute true love there. True love. Check it out. I love you guys. Uh, I, I love you a lot. <laughs> but there's no way <laughs> that I would allow my son Turner to be hung on a cross to save you. <laughs> I, I'm too selfish for that. <clears throat> I would do it. <clears throat> but we wouldn't. I wouldn't have my son do it. <coughs> I might not. Not I'm a cross. Too selfish. I'm not that giving. I'm not that loving. I'm not that good. Yeah. But God is. 
God is. He loves us so much. Jesus loves us that much, enough to give himself up for us. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned. We've all missed the mark, and we fall short of the glory of God. It doesn't say some. It says all, not a few, all have sinned. And in Romans 6.23, it tells us that the wages of sin is death. This is kind of depressing stuff here because if we got what we deserved, we would all die. And we don't mean a physical death like taking our last breath, but die in terms of eternal separation from God. Now that thought is just it, it, overwhelming. I cannot imagine eternal separation from God. Thank, thank you, God, that your word continues in 623, uh, for the wages of sin is death, but, I love when that but comes, <laughs> but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a gift. Eternal life. A gift that was freely given, a gift that was is undeserved and all we can do is to accept or receive the gift and then live out our lives as a thank you note to God. Jesus, our God paid dearly with the life of his son, the highest price he could pay. And Jesus paid the price for our sins and then offered us new life that he bought for us. Hmm that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. All we have to do is believe. Believe. But, but sometimes that's kind of difficult, isn't it? And, and, and I think that's because it's difficult to believe that someone loves me enough, loves you enough to sacrifice their life for us. That's that's hard to take in. Who in the world would do that? Who would possibly love us enough to give their very life that we might not perish but have eternal life? Who, who would do that? To believe is more than an intellectual agreement that Jesus equals God, that Jesus is God. It means to put our trust put our confidence in him and that knowing that he alone is the only one who can save us, to put Christ in charge of our lives, our present situation, our present plans, and our eternal destiny. To believe is both trusting that the word of God, the Bible is reliable, is truth, and relying on Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit for the power to live out each day and the power to change, to turn from those things that keep us in a pit and to have new life in Christ. And so the question is, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you truly believe that Jesus died for you? That if you were the only person on earth, he would have still died for you. Do you believe that it's through Jesus and Jesus alone 
that you will be saved from your sin, that you will not perish, that you will have eternal life. Do you believe? And so John 3.16 is a bedrock belief. And that leads us to um, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come, the new is here. And if you believe, believe that Jesus is who he says he is, believe that he is the Son of God, believe that he died for you, believe that he saved you, saved me from sin, that means that you are in Christ. When you say, yes, Lord, I believe, I accept you, we are told that we're filled with him, with the Holy Spirit, that we become a new creation. I remember um, my son-in-law, not Kyle, um, he was trying to get to know God, and he was in the Alpha Course. And there was a time where he had a decision that he, he was being prayed over. And at the end of that, he stood up and he walked over to me. And I looked at him. And TC visibly looked different from before when he was burdened with stuff. And when he gave his life to Christ, he looked, he was not only different inside, he looked different in his face. I've, I've never seen that radical of a transformation in, in his eyes. If you're a new creation, if you take Christ and you're, you're born again, it's like a new birth in Christ. That's what Jesus was talking about when he was meeting with a guy named Nicodemus. John 3, 3 through 7, New Living Translation. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Well, Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. So born again or reborn or there's a lot of words that are associated with that born again. Saved, converted, new creation. It all means the same thing and it happens when you believe in Jesus, when you accept him as your savior, when he becomes the Lord of your life. There are a lot of competing things in this world, to be the Lord of our lives. But when you're in Christ, the old is gone, the new is come. The change might be subtle at first, depending on what you looked like before, what you said, how you acted. Or the change may be overwhelming, a complete 180 of who you used to be. No matter what, it's a brand new you. The old is gone, the new is here. And it's not thanks to anything that you've done. 
It's thanks to what Jesus already did. Thanks to his death on the cross. Thanks to his paying the price for our sin with his life. We are free. Our, our sins are redeemed or, you know, redeemed. Like when you're down there in Rehoboth and you redeem your ticket, you, you turn them in, you, you, you pay it off. You paid for. We are saved. We are made brand new. In a word, we're given grace. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. <laughs> Receiving what we don't deserve, grace. Romans 5 talks about justifying grace. Justifying. You know, on your computer, you can, uh, you can justify where both sides are, are, are perfectly even there. It's made right. It's in line. It's lined up, in this case, with God, justified. It's just as if I'd never sinned, justified. <clears throat> um, all you have to do is believe. It's like a do-over, a fresh start, a second chance. Yeah, a second chance. Our God is a God of second chances. The God who wants us to make it right to be right, to be justified. God's cheering you on. God's rooting for you. God wants us to say yes to him and then walk it out each day. Doesn't mean we're perfect. We can't be. Only one is perfect. But we can say yes to being a new creation, to the new, new life in Christ. Mm. And here's the thing. <clears throat> Jesus, <coughs> Jesus has already forgiven us for our sins. That's a done deal. He's already done that. He did that on the cross. All we have to do is accept it. All we have to do is believe that Jesus is who he says he is. All we have to do is let go of those sins ourselves. And sometimes that's the hardest part, isn't it? Sometimes that's the hard to let go of the sin, to say goodbye to the old and say hello to the new you. To truly believe that you can be forgiven for what you've done. To truly believe that God loves you enough to give his one and only son, that through believing in him, you shall not perish, but have eternal life. Sometimes the hardest part is to love yourself as much as God loves you. <laughs> So why not accept the second chance that God has given you? Why not say yes to a new life in Christ? So there's some thought that you have to know absolutely a date and time when you got saved. I don't have one. You see, I can't remember a time when Jesus wasn't in my life. I was raised in a home where my parents taught me about Jesus. You know, we did the Jesus Loves the Little Children. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. You know, I went to vacation Bible school. We prayed every night. We prayed every, every meal. Um, they took us to church. That was a non-negotiable. It was for our kids, too. They survived. You know, what I learned... What I heard, it sunk in over time. 
And then one day, and it wasn't like, aha, but I, Jesus was my savior. It, it wasn't like radical. I wasn't in a pit of destruction. I have been since then, and he saved me out of that. But at that time, I wasn't. I didn't have this huge lightning bolt happen. But over time, Jesus became my first love. And if you think you need some big radical story, I'm, I'm here to say that's not true. Don't, don't listen to that lie. Some of us have them. But some of us just have taken one step in front of the other and we believe. And that's been my story. I've had times when my heart has beat so hard because I felt the love of Jesus or the transformation or the forgiveness that I've needed or, you know, I feel like I was going to explode. Some of you might have felt that before. Um, there's times when I've been totally devastated and I've felt the warmth of, of God's arms around me. It was time when I was so broken because of a loss that I actually had a vision of, of God's hands holding a baby that we had lost. And so day by day, piece by piece, month by month, year by year, I've grown to know and love Jesus as my number one. Accepting Christ as your savior and speaking and receiving his love is personal for each one of us. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. God has your story planned, and that's yours. That's between you and Christ. It's personal, and it's real. You know, if you need a day and a time and an hour for when you were saved, it happened on an afternoon on a hill in Calvary when Jesus took his last breath. <laughs> so we're going to share a prayer now that applies to all of us, those who accept and believe Jesus as Savior and, and those who haven't yet but would like to. We're going to encourage you that if you haven't, just open your heart just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit more as we pray this together. Please join me. Lord, Lord I admit I am a sinner. I need and want your forgiveness. I accept your death as a penalty for my sin and recognize that your mercy and grace is a gift you offer to me because of your great love not based on anything I have done. Cleanse me, make me your child. By faith I receive you into my heart as the Son of God and as Savior and Lord of my life. From now on, help me live for you, with you in control, in your precious name. Amen. We say that prayer in faith. And if God is stirring something in you right now, I'm really excited for you.
if your heart's pounding a little more than it was before. It's very exciting, this new life that God is calling you to. If you're saying yes for the very first time, please tell somebody. Lynn and Rock are back there. They would love to like say a celebration prayer for you because it's your spiritual birthday. If you feel like you have strayed and you're recommitting by that prayer, yay, yes, that's what it's all about. Our non-negotiable today, two of them, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And when we in faith believe that, our second non-negotiable is that we are made brand new. Our mission here is to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers, and that really wraps up these two non-negotiables. That's our mission. Let's live it, and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for your word found in Scripture. Thank you for John 3.16. Thank you for your son who willingly carried out the mission that was before him. He wasn't taken, he gave. So that our dark is never pitch black. There's always a pinprick of, of hope, of light. That no matter what we go through, what challenges we have in life, we're never, ever alone because of your great love. Lord, I pray for everybody in this congregation and those who have joined us online. I would pray that all of our hearts are beating for you. We thank you and praise you. Glorify your holy name. In the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.